So join me this evening as we make four stops in Israel. The first is a quiet moment on an otherwise busy pedestrian mall and bustling artist market on Nachalat Benyamin in Tel Aviv. The man in the mural is purposefully painted beneath the street sign bearing his Hebrew name, Benyamin. The face and crossed arms is a familiar image to Israelis and Jews around the world, surely to many of you as well. So, New, who is it? You got to say it a little louder than that. It's Theodore Herzl. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe we need to blow that up a little more. <laughs> Theodore Herzl, known as the father of Zionism, known by his words, Im Tirtsu in Zo Agada, if you will it, it's not a dream. Well, next spring, Israel will celebrate 75 years of independence. It's a big deal. Let me share why it's a big deal to me. And I'll do so through Herzl's eyes and a few photographs. His image is iconic. A reminder of his story wouldn't hurt. Theodore Herzl was born in Budapest, 1860, to a wealthy, secular Jewish family. He moved to Vienna when he was 18, where he earned a law degree. As assimilated as he was, anti-Semitism limited his opportunities for professional mobility. He became a writer, playwright, and journalist. Herzl saw anti-Semitism rearing its ugly head throughout Europe. He experienced firsthand in 1894 while covering a story what would come to be known as the Dreyfus Affair. Alfred Dreyfus, an assimilated French Jew, rose through the military ranks to the coveted position of captain, was scapegoated, unjustly accused, and convicted of treason. Herzl witnessed French mobs shouting, death to the Jews. The fate of Dreyfus and his own personal experience radicalized Herzl in the most pragmatic way. Two years after the Dreyfus Affair, Herzl wrote a pamphlet entitled Der Judenstadt, The Jewish State. In it, he outlined his vision and argument for Jewish statehood for the Jewish people's sovereignty. Here are some of Herzl's words. Individual rights of Jews could be upheld only if the Jews collectively enjoyed rights as a nation in their own country, in their own homeland, in their own state. This, he said, is the bedrock of Zionism. 
One year after Herzl's publication of The Jewish State, he helped convene the first Zionist Congress, 1897, in Basel, Switzerland. Just days after the assembly's conclusion, Herzl wrote, at Basel, I founded the Jewish state. If I said this out loud today, I would be greeted with universal laughter in five years, perhaps, and certainly in 50 years, everyone will perceive it. Certainly, in 50 years, the prescient Theodore Herzl was off by one year. On May 14, 1948, in Tel Aviv, First Prime Minister David Ben-Gurion read these words from the preamble of the Declaration of Independence. In the year 5657, 1897, at the summons of the spiritual father of the Jewish state, Theodore Herzl, the first Zionist Congress convened and proclaimed the right of the Jewish people to national rebirth in its own country. Well, as we know the story, as Prime Minister David Ben-Gurion was reading the Declaration of Independence, the surrounding Arab nations, Egypt, Jordan, Syria, Lebanon, Iraq, were mounting forces from every direction. Not a year has gone by in these past 75 years that an Israeli soldier or civilian has not given his or her life to defend the state of Israel. Anti-Semitism surely has not disappeared. Yet, yet since 1948, for the first time in nearly 2,000 years, Israeli Jews do not have to rely on the benevolence of a host country for their safety and security. I took this photograph the summer of 2013 during the war in Gaza. I traveled to Israel as part of a small rabbinic delegation from the Central Conference of American Rabbis as a show of solidarity for our brothers and sisters in Israel. One of our stops was the National Cemetery in Jerusalem, Mount Herzl. We recited the memorial prayer and the mourner's Kaddish for Israel's pioneers, leaders, and rank-and-file IDF soldiers. This young man, crouching in grief by the fresh mound of floral reefs left at the recent burial of a comrade killed in the Gaza War. Herzl tirelessly fought for the vision laid out in the Jewish state, not where Jews would live without threat, but a home where Israelis would have the legal right and means to defend themselves a home 
of their own. Yet, what may be less known is Herzl's vision. Uh, what may be less known is that Herzl's vision was so much greater. In 1902, six years after making the case in The Jewish State, Herzl published a novel entitled, entitled Altneuland, Old New Land. It's a utopian story. The two protagonists describe what Palestine looked like in 1903. People living in squalor in a backward province of the Ottoman Empire. Then returning 20 years later, after a massive immigration of Jews who have founded in the land of Israel a new society. They find the country drastically transformed. It now boasts a thriving cooperative industry based in state-of-the-art technology and is home to a free, just, and cosmopolitan society. Arabs have equal rights, including the right to vote. Herzl's most troubling character in the story is a fanatical nationalist rabbi who demands that non-Jews be stripped of their voting rights. In Herzl's utopia, the zealot rabbi is defeated. Herzl's vision, so much of it has come to be, though naive in considering the impact on the existing Arab population, he keenly anticipated the internal challenges between secular and religious Jews. I traveled to Israel during the first half of my sabbatical some three years ago. My goal was to visit organizations in Israel modeling collaboration between peoples otherwise seen in conflict. Without being aware of it at the time, I was looking for examples that Herzl imagined in his Altnoyland, some 120 years earlier. My two weeks on the ground in Israel were some of the most hopeful weeks of my life. Dur driving from place to place all over this tiny country, not even a tenth of the size of Arizona, I could imagine Herzl next to me in the front seat, I could hear him saying, the Jewish people as much as any people on earth rightly deserve this home we can call our own, providing security, protecting ourselves, fighting anti-Semitism. Sadly, he said, it's a necessary thing we do. Yet, Herzl said, sitting up straight in the seat, heaven forbid that what we do to protect ourselves becomes how we define ourselves. And this is Herzl's legacy. 
clearing the political path to statehood and self-determination for the sake of doing what Jews have always done, bringing words of Torah into the world. This is who we are. Our exodus from Egypt, our freedom as a people, was for the sake of Matan Torah, God giving us Torah. We are reminded of our mission to be a light unto the nations every time we are called to read Torah. Asher bacharbanu mikol ha'amim. God shows us to embody Torah among the people of the earth. This is who we are. The Jewish homeland goes hand in hand with the sacred challenge of living Torah, ve'ahavta l'reicha kamocha, love your neighbor as yourself. That's not easy to do. That's why it's a commandment. Adonai madoresh mimcha, what does God require of us? Only to do justly, to love goodness, and to walk humbly with our God. This is who we are. This photograph is one of the organizations I visited, actually a consortium of schools called Yad Biyad, Hand in Hand. Its mission is to build partnership and equity between Jewish and Arab citizens of Israel through a growing network of integrated Jewish-Arab schools and communities around the country. The boys in this photograph embody the spirit of the school. How so? First of all, they're just boys being goofy, arm in arm, having fun, hamming it up before the camera. But most importantly, you can't distinguish the Jew from the Arab. Their common bond is being Israeli citizens. You don't see and hear enough of these stories in the news or in our congregations. I had just begun bringing some of these organizations to Temple Solel before the pandemic hit. Now that things are beginning to open up, you being here tonight is a beautiful, beautiful representation of that. We'll resume bringing these organizations to Solel. Yet what I'm particularly excited about is experiencing Israel with you, for you to witness the Israel that Theodore Herzl envisioned but didn't live long enough to see for himself. The trip is for first-timers and those that have traveled to Israel many times. It's designed to be a multi-generational trip, inviting families, even three generations within a family, 
couples and single travelers. This is an opportunity to make a personal connection with the land of Israel, to be inspired by our people's story going back thousands of years, to witness her vibrancy today. Yet we travel to Israel not as mere tourists and observers. Zionism includes us, all of us. We strengthen our Jewish identity by learning about and being a part of the incredible diversity of organizations and institutions in Israel. We'll get to experience and support some of those organizations during our trip. There is, surprise, surprise, an Israel informational card in your Yom Kippur bulletin on your seats, on your laps right now. Please consider joining Nancy and me to see the miracle of Israel at 75 years with your own eyes. Let's celebrate that together. So this final photograph from my trip three years ago is taken in the Northern Galilee on the back porch of my dear friend's home, poet, professor, and peace activist, Rachel Svia Back. Some have met Rachel as our scholar-in-residence some years ago, others visiting Rachel's village on previous trips to Israel. Rachel introduced me to one of the organizations I visited called Women Wage Peace, Israeli Jewish and Palestinian women who refuse to accept a culture of zero-sum gain, who insist on realizing the aspirations embedded in the Declaration of Independence for all the inhabitants of the land. For me, this photograph embodies Herzl's vision for Israel. Perhaps he opened up my eyes to be able to see it. The golden light of a new dawn reflected through a sphere of heavenly dewdrops supported by a string of rainbow hearts held by a generous unseen hand overlooking a shared landscape, one village indistinguishable from the other, interconnected looking after the welfare of the other. So if you listen for it and open up your imagination, perhaps you'll hear Theodore Herzl whispering, Im Tirzu en zo agada. If you will it, it's not a dream.